0: And I'm George.
1: And this is Transpantastic,
0: a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens around them.
1: Yay. Life. Are you convinced yet? No, (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Kids. Kids. Kids have life.
0: Yes, they do.
1: They are, they feel very entitled to their life. Yes, they do. Ugh, entitlement.
0: Yeah, we're, we're not sure what to do about that lately.
1: These kids, it's kind of crazy. <clears throat> like, number three leaves her gloves outside and...
0: You say, go pick up your gloves outside. And I say, yes, they could blow away or get ruined. And she says, that's okay, I have another pair. And our eyes start twitching.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Where the
0: hell do you think they came from, child? Right,
1: and number three comes home and, where's my phone? I'm like, you are six and a half, you are seven years old, the fact that you even have a phone at all, you should be damn grateful.
0: Sometimes I don't know where his phone is, sometimes I say,
1: you don't know where his phone is.
0: (laughs) Sometimes I say, I have your phone, but you may not have it, and then I just stand there because I know he's going to have a fit.
1: Yes. Yes. And it's very valuable to tell your kids no, even when you can provide them everything that they want, which we can't. We are middle class. We are not uber rich. Yes. We cannot provide them everything they want. But even when we could provide them what they want, it's still valuable for kids to hear no sometimes.
0: Yep. Because they need to know that that happens.
1: They're not going to know how to deal with disappointment and with not getting the thing that they want in the real world and as adults if they don't learn the skills of dealing with that as children.
0: I don't know that your parents or mine had to have that as an option
1: no our parents it was a natural occurrence yeah, they <laughs> they they didn't provide everything because they didn't have the means to provide a lot of things both of our parents we both grew up in fairly lean situations we've both worked our tails off to get out of the poverty we grew up in
0: mhm yeah and and both had had a, a small experience at some point during those lives of of uh Kind of touching on middle class.
1: Yes. My father was an engineer. He spent most of his life doing electrician and robotics work with the auto industry. hmm And so when it was good, it was good. And when it wasn't, it really wasn't.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you also had experiences of plenty yeah. feast and famine
0: when i was born making 10 grand a year and having my mom stay home and take care of me you know my dad making that that amount of money was a lot it was plenty you know you could send your shirts to the cleaners and make your car payment and live in an apartment and mm-hmm. um it was quite well off for them which they had both grown up in
1: even less uh
0: you know Post-war era.
1: Yes. Your parents had grown up during the Depression. They knew how to make do with very little. Yes. And so meager lower middle class was a huge step up for them Mm -hmm. when they had it. Yes. And then they didn't.
0: No, they didn't because they weren't managing life
1: that well. No, which meant that both of us grew up managing for ourselves. Mm Mm-hmm. And both of us grew up with a strong sense of, if I don't earn it, I ain't going to have it.
0: That's right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Fully aware. Yes. And I love that about you.
0: If I want the electricity on, I better have a job.
1: Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yep. Uh Uh-huh. And it's kind of funny to me that both of us, our first spouses, didn't quite have that.
0: No, they didn't actually. Now that... now that you mention that, they they both had a uh, quite different experience. They both had things provided, and although they did not have ideal households whatsoever because they had other big problems. Yes. The
1: financial, financial
0: provision was not an issue.
1: Yes. And for us, you know, we've grown up with this sense of, I earned this, and so I appreciate having it. Mm-hmm. And our children do not have that. And I think part of it is because that is the middle class culture of our youth right now. That a lot of kids, even not in the middle class, even the kids that I teach on the poor side of town, how does our town have sides? It's so small. But <laughs> end. It's
0: another side. It's an end.
1: Okay. Yeah. The there poor end of town. Yes. <laughs> In the middle of nowhere. Yes, that's right. You know, my immigrant families who have come from nothing and worked their tails off to provide. Like our parents, when we were young, we barely had anything, but it was more than they had had.
0: But the culture seems to be there with their kids as Even well. Even with
1: their kids. They, they oh, I deserve anything my parents give to me. I am entitled to it. Well, I am happy to have this. How nice. Yeah, and it was, it's a kind of a shift because when I went from teaching at the middle class school to teaching at the lower income school, there was, even just five years ago when I transferred, a greater sense of gratitude for anything that you did for these kids, anything that you provided for them, they were grateful. Mm -hmm. And just in the past five years or so, it's changed. It has.
0: Okay, so maybe that's part of it too with our kids. In the past, few years, it has changed in the culture. Mm -hmm. So that's affecting how they view things.
1: Yeah. And, you know, we do try to instill those lessons of be grateful for the things you have, earn what you can, and be grateful what's provided that you didn't earn. Be grateful for the opportunity to earn the things that you do. Mm -hmm. We try to teach those lessons. And I think because of their special needs, they don't always stick
0: no because i think our number 3 child our princess she does have a better sense of her surroundings than they do the boys mm-hmm. yes they each each of the boys has their own you know colored glass view of what's going on around them
1: i i'm reminded of the time that number 1 child looks at me and says i don't think i should have to work for my happiness
0: That was his response to you not handing his phone immediately over because he felt like he should have it.
1: I think it was his computer, but either way, no. If you're tying your happiness to physical things and you feel entitled to have them without earning them, you're not going to be very happy. (laughs) How the hell do you expect them to get here? I know. I had to earn the money to buy this computer for you.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-mm. Nope. Sorry. Sorry.
0: He did have to earn it.
1: He did. I made him. I <laughs> yes, was not going to just hand it over. He did have to earn it. And I almost laughed in his face. I knew that that would not be helpful, and so I bit it back very hard. Very, very hard to avoid letting it out, but you know they they just don't I don't know.
0: It's something to keep an eye on. What's what it's sort of like what what you say about uh social and electronic media of what's trending. Mm -hmm. What's trending right now? Entitlement.
1: Yes, what's trending in child-rearing right now is kicking their little asses so that they appreciate everything. Maybe not. So I don't know. Like, I took them to the store. And, you know, every time we go to the big... Discount department store, you know, the Walmart Supercenter or the Target Supercenter or one of those, you know, big department stores that has groceries. Mm -hmm. I take a quick run past the clearance section of children's clothes Mm -hmm. because I look at what's being clearanced out that I can buy a size ahead that they will fit into next season. Mm -hmm. And number two is doing pretty good. Because he was having a lot of growth spurts, and so I was buying ahead for him a lot, and then he just quit.
0: And then he doesn't fit his
1: pants again, all of a sudden. All of a sudden, yeah. So, for a while, he had a huge stockpile of next size clothes, and now he doesn't. I think he does he's fine
0: with his shorts, and we don't have to worry about pants. I mean,
1: he doesn't like pants.
0: I mean, he doesn't. And if we don't buy a lot of them, then he'll like them by fall.
1: And it's funny to me because number one doesn't like shorts, which is a tactile thing. He doesn't like the feel of the air on his legs. He likes to feel enclosed. Mm-hmm. Like even in the summer. They, they are wear quite the hoodie. opposites. Yes.
0: One likes to be inside. One likes to be outside. One likes shorts. One likes pants. One likes...
1: They both like to aggravate 3D.
0: us. One does not like 3D. <laughs>
1: Yeah, things that involve actual physical materials are difficult for number one. Yeah. But he's he's got his own way of managing, I think. Or he, not, as it may be. He or
0: not is, is really typically his approach, but when he is challenged with a three D um, task and he does accomplish it, you can tell he feels proud.
1: He does. He does. Like when we taught him to shovel the deck, or I should say, you taught him to shovel the deck, mm-hmm. and you tried three or four times physically oh, in I tried person.
0: More than that, <laughs> the little kids tried to show him how to shovel. Look, <laughs> look, like this, and they could do it. And they could. And they couldn't figure out why
1: he couldn't. Because they grasp physics.
0: Yes, they they have experience with physics, and he. He does not. Mm -hmm. He has a lot of experience with what he does know how to do and not much with other things.
1: Which is really kind of common with people on the autistic spectrum. Yes. But how did you teach him how to shovel snow? I YouTubed it. (laughs) I love that.
0: I did because I thought uh, one of my specialties is what language does this person speak?
1: Yes. You you,
0: you do that in your job on
1: a regular basis. I did.
0: So I... I realized that he spoke 2D, and I I Googled it and YouTubed it. Yes. And I showed him guys shoveling snow on a screen, and then he did it. That's so great. I loved it.
1: That is awesome, and he was so proud of himself once he got it.
0: Yeah. Because we we have our our dinner topic purposefully. We have these questions to make them aware and make them learn to have conversations because (laughs) – conversations at our table. We have one that's blurting everything out, one that won't talk, and one that's a princess. <laughs> so, um it's an effort.
1: It is. And our
0: question that night because I knew I said, what did you do today that you did not expect you could or something like that.
1: Yeah, um, it's it's great because yeah. you know, we do that at the dinner table on a regular basis. That, you know, we want to engender positive conversation. And how was your day?
0: And because number one child is such a negative Nelly,
1: Is so so loaded.
0: Yes. And he's a negative Nelly because he's a teenager
1: yes. for the most
0: part. So mm-hmm. it's often, tell us something you enjoyed today or something you did well or something you had to work hard at.
1: Or something you helped someone else with or...
0: And if it's something you enjoyed, we say, or something, you know, for for his spin on it, something that was...
1: Less than horrible today.
0: Yes, less than horrible.
1: Yes. That's, you know, the way we spin it for the teenager who Doom hates and everything. Gloom. Mr. Doom and Gloom. Ah, uh, emo kid. <laughs> uh. Anyway, yeah, and so that was his for the day was I shoveled the...
0: Porch. He was quite proud.
1: He was. Mm-hmm. And we try and do that on a regular basis of here's something that will be hard for you, but you will feel better about yourself once you accomplish it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was really frustrated with that task. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is really just our best example of these types of things. But and he really was trying to convince me that he couldn't do it. Uh, and I no, told him you that... are
1: physiologically capable of the exact same tasks that every other human. In this family is capable of. Everybody else on the
0: porch is capable of these, and you are too. Mm -hmm. And we will figure out how to help you accomplish that. And he did, and
1: he felt good about it.
0: Yes, and there's other things like that he seems to like.
1: Mm -hmm. So I think I started to say I was zooming the kids through, you know, grocery shopping, Mm -hmm. and we usually take a pass by the clearance racks, to see what is on sale to get their clothes, you know, buy ahead so that we're not paying full price because.
0: Why would you pay full price if you don't have to? Exactly. I mean, we came from the depression era.
1: Yes. Parents, we're, 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 we we're
0: have this instilled in us.
1: <laughs> yes. You know, we're not going to get it just because we want it. And you and I really struggle with that sometimes. Like, you know, when you needed to buy new clothes, you were waffling on it for months before you finally broke down and got yourself some new shoes Mm -hmm. and now we've gotten you to get a handful of new things that you know once you actually have them you're like oh i'm so glad i have this yes but with the kids you know again it's that you don't need this new shirt you already have five new shirts in your closet all of them fit none of them are torn or ripped and i would sew them if they were
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And the one thing that number three child did need was some more shorts to go under skirts Mm -hmm. because I don't expect her to be a little lady. No. Why she acts you? like a princess sometimes, but, but she is not modest in any sense.
0: And she's getting more, she's gotten over the last year, year and a half, more physical, which we've encouraged her to go yes. ahead and climb things and feel accomplished. And I think feel the
1: gymnastics camp really
0: helped. She feels accomplished that she can do these things. Like she'll make me take a little video at the park, watch this, and she'll run towards the pole and grab onto it and swing around it. Yeah. You know?
1: That's great. Yeah. And so, you know, but she still wants to wear the pretty little skirts and she will feel embarrassed if everybody can see her underwears.
0: And then she won't do it, so we don't want her to have that.
1: So we buy little bike shorts for her to wear underneath her skirts. By we, you mean you do? Yes, I buy her little bike shorts to go with her skirts, and I said, okay, you can pick two colors of bike shorts. Usually I get her plain black and plain white. Mm -hmm. But I think she has one of each that fits her right now, and she needed a couple more, and I said, you can pick two colors. Mm Mm-hmm. And number two child said, can I pick two colors? And I said, do you need shorts to wear under your skirt? And he looks at me and says, no. <laughs> and just to continue the joke and keep the boys entertained while number three is choosing what she wants. I look at number one and I say, do you need shorts to go under your skirts? And he looks at me and says, not yet.
0: <laughs> now you need to tell me about this. <laughs> Cause we have a, Uh, Something going on with number one child that you haven't gotten around to. to That's
1: it. That's it. And he says, he says, not yet. And I said, do you want me to buy you skirts? And he looks at me for a second and I can see him processing. Like it's the thing he does sometimes when he's having that autistic crisis of, am I processing this the right way? And is it safe to express what I'm thinking? When he recognizes he is so high functioning, autism that he understands that his brain doesn't work the same as everyone else's. And he has some pretty severe mood and anxiety disorder about that, which, I mean, if you were smart enough to realize that your brain was wrong, but you couldn't fix it, you'd be depressed and anxious too.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: And you were before we fixed all this.
0: Yes, I was. Yes, you
1: were. (laughs) And he's still there because Mm -hmm. there is no hormone treatment for autism. No. No. And so he's looking at me with this momentary crisis that I've seen him process through numerous times, and I've helped him through more than once when he was younger, Mm -hmm. of, is someone being serious with me, or are they being sarcastic? And how should I respond? Should I respond jokingly? Should I respond honestly? Or should I ignore them because they're being an ass and I almost realize it? (laughs) Right. You know, and he's looking at me. Or should I
0: ignore them because I really don't know which thing to choose.
1: Yeah. Which is often what he does. <laughs> he does. Yeah. And I look at him and I say, for real, man, do, do you want me to buy you some skirts?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, just to sort yeah. of help him process that. And he looks at me and he says, not yet. I don't think so.
0: Okay. Interesting. The thingy- and it
1: wasn't the no. It was the not no. yet. And the picture I sent you was from, like, way back in January.
0: And that was when he decided to...
1: That was when he had talked to me, too, and said, my characters online can change gender. Yes. And he posted that on his Google Plus page as well. He was very excited about it. He was.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. But because he's quite so autistic, and then there's the teenager thing layered over it, it's hard to tell where he's at with that. Is this a discovery of self? Is this a...
1: Is, is this a gender identity or a gender conformity, or is this just a social experimentation? You yeah. know, that's why a lot of people will try and tell queers that, oh, it's just a phase. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of straight people do go through an, a phase of experimentation. hmm And queers do, too, and it's okay to say, yes, it might be a phase, and yes, I might be confused. Mm-hmm. And once you settle in with that and you say, sort of like I'm conflicted about your stubble right now, I accept it because it's novel and it might be a phase and I might go back to hating stubble. Mm -hmm. And I might come to accept your stubble and start to genuinely like it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And I'll
0: just let you deal with that while I'm having my stubble.
1: You will. (laughs) Yes, I will. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So... So I don't know. And I just want to be reassuring to him of, you know, whatever choice he's making. You know, if you need skirts, I'll help you buy skirts, dude. Right.
0: So I, I wonder if, like, if he he knew about guys that wear kilts, if he would opt for that just to try I think it he, out.
1: he does know about guys who wear kilts. And okay. we talked about it later in the car. Um. somebody was saying something about a guy in a skirt, and our friend...
0: Um, her ex-husband.
1: Her ex-husband wore kilts on a regular basis. Yes. And so we tell our kids, you know, their little friend's dad wears kilts. Do you remember? You remember that. And I say, would you like something like that? And number one says, I don't know, maybe... And he gets so involved and so intensely identified with his online characters and his role playing and you know it's like larping but intensely psychological he he dresses he walks to school in a blue tail and he got blue on my remember when he got all those hair colors out and he said he was just looking at them
0: I never believe this. I'm just looking at it from children.
1: No, he was using it on the fur tail that I had bought him a year or two ago oh, when he was really big on furry stuff. Right. I had bought him a fur tail.
0: Did he take it outside to do this?
1: I don't know. Or in the garage?
0: We have to tell him that. Mm-hmm. They and he used in the the, side yard the or... colored
1: hairspray on his fur tail to make it blue mm-hmm. to match his character.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he got that, you know, the, the, the color spray never stays at, like... Crumbles and flakes off, and it's all over. It was all over my passenger seat. He wore that to church a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay.
0: I didn't see that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was dressed all in black with a blue tail hanging out the back, and I thought it was kind of awesome.
0: I didn't get to see the blue tail. You missed I saw he tail. had the tail out again, mm-hmm. but I didn't know they had painted it blue.
1: He had painted it blue, and he wore it to church, yeah.
0: Mm, okay, I missed that. Hmm. I must have been at the gym.
1: And, yeah, that's that.
0: Hmm. Okay, so I wonder what... what uh, I think it's more leaning towards the intense psychological process for him than it is the teenager or just autistic part of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know how much of that will pass once he readjusts his online characterization again, which he does about every 12 to 18 months. Okay. He picks a new character. He was Sonic the Hedgehog for about two years, and he was a Pokemon trainer for a little over a year, and now he's got a couple of anthropomorphized furry characters and one that is a Pokemon trainer. He's got two or three that apparently are a shape-shifting thing. And one of them is a a very...
0: Busty cat-looking fox girl or something. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He posted a picture of her that he had drawn on his Google Plus. Okay. That I showed you. Yes. Yeah.
0: That's the email you sent me.
1: Uh-huh. So, kids. Kids. They They're completely entitled to feel entitled to their identity, to their gender, to their internal workings. But as far as material things go, they better get grateful.
0: Yes, they better.
1: (laughs) Be who you want, but you will have what you want
0: depending on how you work to get there.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's funny to me, and I hate to say this, but I see some guys online Who are like, oh, I wish I could afford a peacock or I wish I could afford a new binder or I wish I could afford. And then they talk about going out to eat Mm -hmm. and they talk about buying this and buying that. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how much of that is that sense of entitlement and how much of it is a. That shift in the brain that happens and it was on NPR a couple months back. Do you remember me telling you about that where. In times of scarcity, there are hormonal and functional changes in the brain that lead towards a prioritization of short-term needs over long-term needs.
0: I do kind of remember that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, there were physiological changes that, you know, the brain scans showed that if you offered them, you know, it was kind of the same test as the, the little kids test with the the M&Ms or the marshmallows. You can have one now, or you can have five when I get back. Mm -hmm. And they would do similar experiments with adults. And when scarcity was an external factor, they were more likely to take the short-term, small Gain over the long-term, significantly larger gain.
0: Right, which we've discussed before is often what you see in different cultures by poverty levels and economic influence.
1: Yes, and I think that's why it's important to account for social background and income level in things like affording opportunity. And I wouldn't go so far as to say that we should completely redistribute all wealth. No. But I would say that if you earned something, then you darn well better provide back to the system that enabled you to earn it. hmm Because there are a lot of people who don't have those same opportunities. And a lot of rich people will say, oh, you just need to work harder. You just need to earn more money and save more money. Mm-hmm. But when there are physiological changes happening in the brain, it's really hard to express that level of self-control, which was it on Philosophy Bites or was it on the NPR that that thing about self-control that it's like a muscle and it can be exhausted?
0: I think that was on NPR because I haven't downloaded Philosophy Bites in like a year.
1: No, it was over a year ago.
0: Oh, okay. Well,
1: but it was like the the self-control you wear it out you you can wear it out but you can also strengthen it by repetitive use mm-hmm. it's like a muscle the more you use it the stronger it gets but you can exhaust it mm-hmm. and when you are using up all your self-control on simply staying afloat on simply managing your day-to-day activities
0: mm-hmm.
1: on not going postal at your crappy minimum wage job mm-hmm. on not beating the tar out of your kids when you get home because they're getting on your last nerve mm-hmm. on budgeting your meager income for everything, then you see that small opportunity to have a nice evening out. You're going to take it. Mm-hmm. When I was in a crappy marriage, it was hard as heck to lose weight because self-control was all gone.
0: Mm-hmm. You were using it to not murder your spouse?
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, I I I pointed out to you, too, that when when we would go to the movies, you would often get some popcorn and some candy and get all settled. And that was like your vacation. Mm -hmm. And I never did that because that was really expensive to me, and I could save that money for a vacation.
1: And vacation was totally off my radar. Yeah. Because you had made middle class before I had, and you had made middle class before you had kids.
0: Yes, which allows different mobility.
1: I didn't make middle class until after I had had kids. I had kids in college. hmm And so vacation had never really been on my radar. And so it was that manner of, I'm going to escape for the next hour into a movie. I'm going to escape for the next hour into a video game and that is my vacation.
0: Mhm.
1: And it's the same mental process.
0: Yeah, it's the I will have now because I won't get later. Mhm. Nope. It doesn't add up. It does you not. You can't save it up and get it later, so. That that mentality it's
1: changes hard to break out changes of. the brain. It does. Mm-hmm. It does and it's very very hard to overcome.
0: Mhm. Well, we're, we're still working on this overcoming the entitlement thing. Yes. As hard as it may be, it's unacceptable.
1: It is, because it's not going to serve them well as adults.
0: No, no, not at all.
1: We do try to keep that in mind in everything that we do. You know, how is this experience, this behavioral training,
0: going to serve We them do as that, adults? we are so aware of that because we have special needs boys who... Need as many opportunities as possible to gain those skills.
1: Yes. Yep. So, we'll figure it out. Mm Mm-hmm. Or we won't and they'll grow up anyway. mm Mm-hmm. Or they'll age out of our house anyway.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And if we have done our best, then we will be more satisfied than not. We hope. More satisfied than if that we didn't do our best.
1: Yes, Mm -hmm. I'll I'll give you that. Thank you. Okay.
0: That's all I can offer right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's all I can hope for.
1: Yes.
0: So, is that it? I think it is. I hope so. Yes. (laughs) Thanks.
1: There's a dog sneezing outside of our door. Yeah.
0: (laughs) He's got allergies. He's an old man.
1: He is an old man. Yeah. He gets that from you.
0: Yeah. (laughs) He's older than me, though. He is. They both are now in dog years.
1: Yeah, they both are in dog years.
0: Yeah.